official title um, at the Australian uh, um, College Principal, College Director, College Principal, whatever. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Buck so stops we're waiting. with me. Beautiful. The buck. This is recording, and we have people coming on. Okay. Zoom. Beautiful. I'm just, beautiful. I'm just going to wait for the people on uh, social media to get that live signal that's going to come on any moment. Really excited about today. I was talking to uh, Rosie last week, and there are so many things that I think sometimes um, real estate businesses are not aware of. Uh, They just get caught up in listing and selling and just trying to make a living in this changing, chaotic market that we're in that sometimes they might not be totally aware of some of the government assistance that are available. Um, so firstly, we are now live on Facebook. We have our Zoom audience that's joined us. The social media audience is here. I'm uh, really excited to have with me the principal um, director, or I think uh, calls the shots, put it that way, of the Australians College of Professionals, which is the largest, the largest provider of real estate training services um, across the country to the real estate industry, whether it's CPD points, whether it's licensing. So, Rosie, um, welcome. Thanks, Tom. Um, yeah, really, really lovely to be with you today. And, yeah, I think you're right. It, this is the the side of the real estate industry that we play in does get forgotten by agents and particularly agency owners quite frequently because your job is to get out there, list, sell and manage properties, given but, you know, we're the side that actually keeps the compliance going, which means you got to have, it doesn't make you any money, but it'll sure lose your money if you get it wrong. So, you know, 100%. there's that, that side of it that, um, you know, we're not, we're not the fancy, you know, rah-rah side of the, the world, but we're the side that keeps everybody safe. Okay. So, um, Rosie, just the, the first question is the world prior to 2020, the world after 2020, with uh, licensing, in your view, is it easier, is it better um, than before? Tom, I think we can, you know, for those of us who, like like you and me, we've been around for a while and we can all go back and think about what was it like pre-2003 as well, you know, when the last big round of changes happened, which was when we lost, in 2003, people stopped having to have experience in the industry to get a licence. And that was, you remember, I remember that you actually had to have experience, you know, two years of experience in those days before you could get a licence. Now, it took 17 years, but we got back to the point of their acknowledging that not only is the education side of it, you know, the learning side of it important, that actual real life getting in there, getting your hands dirty, going to listings, being told by your boss, being led and nurtured by your licensee in charge or the sales director or the senior property manager, no matter where you're at. Um, is really important. So really, did it change from where it was for the previous 17 years? Yes. Is it better? I think yes. I think it gives us better agents at the end of the day. Is it harder? Takes a bit longer. Of course, same, same. You've still got to do your your subjects. Uh, You've still got to learn, you know, certain areas. You've still got to learn how to be compliant, but it just takes a little longer to go from entry level to running your own business now. That's, I guess that's the main difference. I'm curious. With this changing market, Rosie, um, 
you know, particularly most of what's happened this year around the country. Sydney and Melbourne probably started to have a realignment of property prices uh, before the rest of the places in Australia. But are you seeing any changes in the number of people wanting to actually become a real estate agent and enter the industry now that the market's changing? Everybody seems to think that, you know, as soon as the market slows or realigns or goes back to where it should be, you know, however you want to analyse what's happened post-COVID, we can go back and have, and it is a little bit different for, you know, what happened in, you know, 2008 with the GFC or 2089 with the the stock market changes. You know, we've, we've all lived through all of those, but every single one of those major changes to the industry has actually meant, and it's, and on what I'm seeing now is more people are actually wanting to get into the industry because they're saying, okay, well, it was it was obviously an industry that survives and survives well through a pandemic, and it always comes back. We've seen that, and it keeps coming back. It goes down, it comes up, it goes down, it comes up. If people get in now, I think the well, what we're talking to people about as they come through the doors and doing their entry level training, is they know that they'll be ready to run once the market does start. You know, you know, boosting again. And, you know, in some areas it hasn't changed a lot, some it has. So, you know, it's it's even with the minor changes in some in some areas, larger changes in other areas, people, people are still entering the industry. They're still seeing this as a good option for a career. Mm. So, you know, they'll just be super ready when the market takes off again. Yeah, listen, I was very impressed. I actually came in there as a student on, on Monday and I looked across the room there um, at the people, varying varying levels. Um, but it's obviously, um, for many people, they have decided that what they'll do, and so I met a couple of people there that even had university degrees, mm. which was not common in real estate uh, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Often, Rosie, the people that became a real estate agent was someone that didn't do particularly well in their final year at school, didn't want to become a mechanic or a plumber, wanted to wear a suit, what are the options out there? Let's do real estate. But not in not in uh, 2022. There are people that decide that they don't, they want to swap the corporate like prison lifestyle, which for many people, that's what it is. It's a pinstripe prison and they want to run something that they feel like they've got control of their destiny, uh, where they can build their own thing. Often, like it's like running, even a salesperson, it's like running your own business without having to outlay all this money because it's highly commission-based. And the quality of the people is good. But I'm just curious, what is the... So, so what you're saying is even though we've got this changing market, people that are looking at entering in the real estate industry are still coming in. They're still coming in and they're still looking for jobs. You know, prob- I would say probably 60%, 50 to 60% of the people coming into the entry level, you know, assistant agent or the old, what we used to call the certificate of registration courses, they don't have a job yet. So they're still, you know, sitting in there, you know, doing part-time or sort of, you know, their heads clicked out of whatever they're doing now and they're wanting to click into real estate. So they're starting and doing that entry-level course because anyone they talk to says, well, don't come and ask me for a job until you've got your certificate of registration and you're ready to, you know, be be registered with fair trading and therefore you're useful, you know, to an agency. So, you know, people are still coming in and still looking for jobs. So, you know, and we get a lot of people saying, you know, have you got anyone that's come through this month? So is it is it yeah, the process of becoming a real estate agent now? What does it look like? And what's the uh, 
investment, like they've got to fund their, their tuition, um, is it expensive? Well, it depends. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. So, you know, if let, there's a couple of options here. Let's look at option A, and you come through and you pay for it all yourself. The qualification to just enter the industry, there's five units of competency out of the, the you know, the certificate four-level qualification. And you can do that online for $350. You can do it, come to class for, you know, 695 You know, and then that varies around around the place. But, um, you know, so that's that's an, a fairly reasonable commitment to get into a job. And, you know, and if you wanted to actually, if you didn't look for any other way of getting it paid for and you're what we call a fee-for-service student and came through and paid for every every course on your way through, yeah, it's a bit over $3,000. However, <laughs> the other option is is to get government funding, obviously. And, you know, we're, we're from where we sit at Australian College of Professionals, we're an, what, what we've been tagged as is a high-performance provider in providing government-funded training, which means we have access to a whole range of different government buckets of money. Obviously, there's the one that's a traineeship, which if you get somebody in, in their first three months of working for you or full-time or 12 months part-time, their course is free. They don't pay for it. You don't pay for it. We as a college get paid by the state government and many of the students coming through, depending on what they've done in the past and, you know, what qualifications they're bringing to the table, they may well come with an, a financial incentive to the employer. And that's about $4,000, depending on whether they're full or part, full-time or part-time. Look, over COVID, it went up to $28,000 or 50%, you know, maximum of 50% of a of an employee's wage, but that was a, a COVID incentive. Whether we get any of that back with this new jobs push, uh, we haven't heard yet, but, you know, there's, there's always that likelihood, but there's definitely, and there always has been, that $4,000. So a tight, you know, a little incentive to an employer to have a brand, you know, a, a brand new person coming coming into their into their job. So, when we talk, so, so Rosie, when we talk about a brand new person, the person can't have worked in real estate or brand ah, new just to that business? Just brand new just to that business. They could have had five years, 10 years, 20 years experience somewhere else and be coming in. But they're, if they're brand new to that business, it's the incentive for that business. So they might get a whole lot of recognition of prior learning uh, because of what they've been doing in the past and what evidence they can provide to get that. And we as a college assess that. And, you know, but so they've got to be brand new to that business or that ABN, you know, in terms of that trading, whether they're a company, a partnership, a sole trade, doesn't matter, brand new to that business. So, you know, it's, as I said, within the first three months full-time, first 12 months part-time, there are so many. That is the preferential uh, government bucket of money to be sitting with. There are lots of others. There are some for, you know, there's another one, check skills checkpoint, it's for people over 45 and, you know, uh, the government will pay half of the fees. So, you know, depending on if somebody's already been in the business for a while and they're wanting to upskill and and this isn't about they could have been working in the same company for 20 years if they wanted. They finally want to upskill to a licence or they need to in New South Wales. Um, but, you know, anywhere else in the country they need to upskill to a licence, uh, different different arrangements for different uh, jurisdictions there. but. Um, you know, they'll get 50% of their fees paid. There's another bucket of money that, you know, the government will pay part depending on what experience they bring to the table and the student will pay part. So, you know, so it's just, you know, a targeted qualification style. 
So there's there's lots of different government ways of getting money there, and you know we're we're approved to you know process all of those on behalf of the government. So you know we always look at somebody and go, okay, well your best fit is here, or you've been there for. 18 months or nine months, so you don't fit this one, but we can put you into this one. So we always look at what is the best fit for the student and obviously for the employer as well. So there's mm. you know, there's lots of different ways that the, the government is actually, and it's a combination between state and federal government here, uh, they're encouraging businesses to take people on. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, we're all complaining about the the staff shortage and the or the employment shortage. Uh, in all different businesses, you know, from our local cafe through to real estate, through to, you know, banking and and legals. Everybody's complaining about not being able to find staff. Mm. Uh, so the fact that there are lots of people out there who are looking for jobs, who are looking for traineeships, I think is a is a huge opportunity for businesses who are going, okay, let's redefine what we're doing in this market and maybe build our rent roll or build our, you know, or, you know, look at other ways of, uh of how we can sell differently or take on a buyer's agency component, whatever that extra string seems to be, they need to, you know, skill up for that. Yeah, well, listen, I'm going to urge every real estate business across the country and definitely in New South Wales, non-negotiable, you've got to get into the Australian College of Professionals ecosystem. And I say that because I've just, I mean, I've just been oblivious to it all because I'm in the business of, you know, training and development, but nothing to do with um, legislation and CPD. And then I just noticed that pretty much all my clients are using you as the provider, whether it's licensing or CPD. And, you know, I was looking at Tate Brownlee on the border there of uh, uh, New South Wales and Queensland. Oh, there's some of my favourites, Tom. (laughs) Yeah, or they've got, you know, they've got at the moment uh, uh, an individual or individuals doing their their traineeships there. They do, they do. Kathy Baker, who's a client of mine, and uh, she was at Mastery with John McGrath and I last week. Um, uh, And she's got a number of people that are on traineeships. Then we, you know, the the list goes on. Peter Horizakis was telling me he he raves about it once a year. They get together. So you've got to to, uh, link up with uh, the Australian College of Professionals. But to try and simplify this, there's so many different ways it sounds like the government can help. Is there a preferred pathway or is it based on situation of, you know, where people yeah. are at? Every single, look, we prefer to put people onto a traineeship because it doesn't cost them a cent. It doesn't cost the student a cent. It doesn't cost the company, like the, the agency or the licensee in charge. doesn't cost you, you know, it's a zip. And because we get paid by the government because we're a preferred provider. Okay, so, you know, that's the preferred one for a traineeship. So getting people when they come in, maybe not the day they walk through the door, check out that, you know, they're both, it's a good fit, and then get to us and and do the, you know, you know, there's a there's a spe- you know, there's a link on our website, front page of our website, there's a link for government funding and people can do their eligibility. And the sooner they do that, the sooner we can start getting them processed and they won't miss out on getting a traineeship. All the others are great. And, of course, you know, there's lots of different welfare benefits. If people are... You know, um, they uh, if they're on welfare benefits, if they disclose that there's experience of domestic violence, if they're uh, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander, if they're living in social housing, they're almost it's almost zero dollars. Some of those are zero dollars. Some are two hundred and forty dollars. So you know, almost nothing for a three and a half thousand dollar course. 
and, you know, obviously those disclosures don't go anywhere but to us, not to their yeah. employer, not to anyone, and we can get people through. So what they put on their, their eligibility form is really important so we can get them the best possible government uh, advantage here. And, of course, you know, everybody's an individual, so it's it's not one size fits all here. It's uh, it's we'll deal with the individual and what they bring to the table, and what their experience and and you know what they need to get out of this. So Susan's just put up on the link there in the chat box a URL um, acop.edu.au forward slash courses forward slash property training. But I also think you've sent me a link here, which we will send out. Rosie, in our EDM with this video, and that is for uh, people to actually go in and see what they're eligible for in a quick survey that's on your website. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it is. It is. And that link, it comes under the, the Smart and Skilled Program. Everybody wonders what that is. That's just the name of the program that the government have, have tagged it, and it's been tagged that for a while. It's had a few different names over the years. We've been doing government funding for, you know, 13 years. So this just happens to be the current name for it. But if they on our on our website front page, there's you know a lady in a yellow top, <laughs> a, you know, just a, a graphic. Click on her, click on the real estate one, and the eligibility survey is in there. Super easy, takes about five minutes because you know you don't get free government money without answering a whole heap of questions for the government. Mind you, these the answers to these questions do not go to the government, they come to us. Right. Okay. The clicking submit at the end brings it back into our into our website. Comes back in here. My team actually process that. So, and then they get get back in touch with the student. Say, okay, yes, this is the pathway that we're going to you know that is best going to suit you. Okay. Well, listen. I wish I knew this uh, a long time. <laughs> That's all right. It's I've, when you I've, get I've it, you some, get it, Tom. So. Yeah. So, so Rosie, there are so look, there are so many people that you that are watching my content that aren't in real estate at the moment. I mean, I the, the most common thing I meet when I meet gym members at conferences, they come up and they say to me, "Oh, I um I was following you before I got into real estate." So people are planning the escape from where they currently yep, are. Yeah, and you know? real estate's a preferred second, third, fourth career. Yeah, you know it. It's a you know it is for me too. You know, it wasn't my first first career, so you know it's. It's a great what was, thing. What, what to, was your first career, Rosie? What, 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 where did you come? Like, what's been? Your where did I come from? <laughs> I'm born in Marrickville, but apart from that, which you'd well, be happy with. Well, you, you won't believe it. My first six years of my life was spent in Marrickville in Holmesdale Street, um, and uh, having migrant uh, parents that didn't know that rugby league existed at the top of our street was Henson Park, where okay. Newtown Jets used to play, and. Um, my dad, I remember we were, would have been about four or five and we went up the road and we had a look and he's, he came back and he was explaining. To, I still remember the conversation. He explained to my mum, oh, they were playing. It's like soccer, but the ball was different. Um, and uh, that was... that was. They still would have called it football though, Tom. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, so Rosie, um, you, what are you doing? What were you doing before training and education? Or has it always been? Um, nothing. It's always been training, education, policy, legislation, worked for the government, worked in health and welfare. I'm a psychologist by trade uh -huh. uh, and an educator. So, you know, that's my background. Did, did, um, and, you know, worked in, uh, set up a couple of registered organize, training organizations in the government and thought when I got, when I fell into real estate with um, my husband, who's an accountant and, and uh, was working with a, a real estate company, uh, you know, providing them with uh, financial forecasting. 
uh, I fell in there doing training and education and, whole, and writing policies and procedures. And as everybody watching this knows, real estate gets under your skin and you can't escape. No. Because it, it's a good industry to be in. And that's, you know, so, you know, once we, we want good people in our industry, we need to change the opinion of people that, you know, real estate agents are not the, the worst employees or the worst profession in the world. You know, there are the more real estate agents I meet, the better, you know, you know, the better I feel about being part of this industry because there are some fabulous people around. Yeah, and, they are. Yeah, and we just want to make sure that they get paid and are compliant and you need to to fire them up to be successful and between us, you know, we, we've got both sides of that covered. Yeah, and look, the other thing is um, I'm going to tell you, team, um, you know, even, even those that are watching this here that might not necessarily be that interested in the traineeship side because you're well established in real estate, I can let you know that um, some of the modules that are being run um, and one of the ones that I'm speaking specifically to Rosie about um, is um, auction modules. There are so many real estate agents that have got yeah. the ability to actually increase and become an auctioneer. You do, in fact, have a course in October that's got uh, that gives people uh, auction uh, credentials and you are also going around around the state um, at the moment with uh, Greg Jamison, who we often have on here, yeah. um, um, where you're doing a, a program on on leadership for the principals and people yeah. who are interested, yeah? Yeah, and looking at, you know, I guess the two sides again of, you know, buying and selling rent rolls and, and buying and selling and how you're structuring your businesses and I'm looking at the compliance side of making sure that your business is ready for sale or ready to tack on another purchase that you're doing. So, yeah, Greg and I are, are on the road at the moment, and uh, you know, yes, that's you know, it's a business owner's information tour, but it's also yeah, it gives you class one agents their business skills CPD as well. So you know, it, it's a uh, it's an interesting and yeah, it's we're enjoying it, we're enjoying the topic. So hopefully that comes across to you know, it's it's had good good responses to the places we've been so far. So yeah, there's lots yeah. of different ways we can go and getting people you know from. Entering the industry to getting a license to getting their class one license, setting up their business and being successful. There's so many aspects to that. The part they need to get from you, the part they need to get from me. And then, you know, we can we can push them out there and actually have a really positive industry. And then you're it's a good time to do, be doing what you're doing now because I know that uh, come uh, after Australia Day next year, everyone in your business goes into lockdown because they've got pretty much. Uh, uh, January, February, and and March to ensure that they're doing their uh, their qualifications because the, it now no longer is a twelve month period. It is a a, 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 a March deadline. It doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter uh, when your renewal date is for your license or your certificate. You've got to have your CPD done by March. And yeah, we we're pretty much working seven days a week from January onwards through to March. So you know it's uh, it's an interesting process. And that's for assistant agents as well. They've got to do part of their license. Class two and class one have got to do their six hours and nine hours respectively. And, uh, you know, and that's that's part of being a professional, whatever industry you're in. Listen, I can't help it. I, I, I think uh, going forward, everything I'll do is going to be face-to-face with um with you it's it's i just think i just think the face-to-face version for the average so the average real estate agent who um is pretty good at influencing really good at the sales side of the business uh details not their thing i just think that they'll get far more value 
out of actually being present there, talking it through with a good teacher like I had um, uh, 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 Michael Carolyn. Um, um, and, um, yeah, you could uh, be done in one day without having to worry about, you know, sitting there online and doing it. I know that you offer the online option. Or taking we do, away. and we offer webinars and all that, but, you know, yeah, we're an industry of people that like to talk. We like to interact. We like to, you know, and we go all around the state with that, you know. So, um, you know, Albury, Wagga next week, you know, Newcastle, um, you know, a whole range of, we should have been in Newcastle this Thursday, but we're, you know, on our day of mourning. So that's in a couple of weeks' time. But, you know, there's there's a whole range of, you know, up in Ballina and Tweed and, you know, as you said, up seeing the, the guys from Tate Brownlee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's uh it is. It's a it's a much better process when you can talk through whatever court cases, whatever, you know, legislation we need to be talking about. It's good to do it face to face and then it's done. All righty. So listen, we'll have stuff in the EDM. In the meantime, Susan's put in the chat box and Susan, if you can on Facebook as well, copy that link so they make it easy for uh those that are watching to uh connect with the Australian College of Professionals. Rose, just call think- us. Yeah, no. or just call. What's 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 the number, Rosie? What's the number? One three hundred eighty eight forty eight ten. One three hundred eighty eight forty eight ten. One three hundred eighty eight forty eight ten. And I am going to let you know that uh, I am talking to Rosie about for those of you that have got an interest in um, auctioneering. We're in the early stages, probably offering something next year that is going to allow someone. Um, to not only get the qualifications, but pretty much get ready, set up behind the scenes, conversations that they're going to hear with vendors, uh, tuition that is experiential out there in the field, and uh, also give you the opportunity to build your own auction practice. We're talking about that and launching that next year. Rosie, thank you. Ready to fly, I think, is what we we might call it, Tom. I like that, ready to fly. That's what people want. We're gonna put a we're gonna we're gonna get you on the runway and you're gonna have a clear runway. <laughs> Boom, That's it. Up, up, That's absolutely it. All right, Rosie. I want to thank All you right, so good much. Good talking to you, Tom. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Apes.